Welcome back to the Pre-Event Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino, and today my guest is me. I am sheltering in place at my home, and I'm happy to do a special edition podcast episode all about the effects of the coronavirus pandemic and how it will affect your application to veterinary school. My goal today is to provide you with some advice, some food for thought, hopefully some encouragement for how you can approach this unheard of situation. I know that most of us did not expect something like this to happen in our lifetime. I am sure that when all of you were planning to apply to veterinary school, this was not remotely close to being on your radar. But now that it is, it's time for us to get proactive and start thinking about how we can still get you your dream of going to veterinary school this year. This podcast is still applicable to anyone who's not applying this year, but has been affected by coronavirus for their application. So I'll be providing some perspective and ideas and hopefully some tips and tricks and tales for applying to veterinary school amidst a pandemic. All right, so the first thing I'd like to do is start off with some situations that I've heard to try and help us all feel um, like we can relate to each other. These are things that the admissions committee has been made aware of, and we will continue to make them aware of that during this time and future application cycles, since you might be a freshman experiencing a lot of uncertainty because of this, and we don't want to forget about you in a couple years when you do apply how this might have affected you. So my first recommendation is even now when you're listening to the podcast, maybe take a couple of notes about how you can be documenting this time for yourself. So if you're applying this cycle, you can use it for essays and interviews. And if you're applying in a few years, you won't forget how this time has affected you. So first thing we'll do is I'm just gonna tell you some things that I've heard and maybe you can relate to some of this. And if you cannot relate to it, then you can be putting, having empathy for your classmates, friends, other applicants this year for what they might be experiencing. A lot of my pre-vet students and veterinary students and everyone I'm, I'm speaking with, some of the main issues that they're experiencing could be lack of equipment to lack of equipment, poor IT help, um, issues with the internet, just general technical difficulties with switching everything virtually. Uh, That can be very frustrating. I know if you guys are in lecture and all of a sudden the professor, you lose connection for one to two minutes, you are gonna be quite confused when they come back on. So that is really frustrating. You know, some of you might live in areas where your internet's kind of lousy, so that can definitely be an issue. And of course, going virtual presents a whole host of problems when it comes to discussing topics. A lot of us are face-to-face learners. We want to have that communication with our professors and our classmates, and we're losing that. And I do applaud all professors who are making a sincere effort to work on this, but as we know, it's really not the same being virtual as it is to being in class. Let's talk about where you're doing that learning, and that might be in very stressful home environments. So a lot of you maybe had to move back home and live with parents. Maybe you couldn't move back home. Maybe you are in a situation where your dorm or your apartment where you're living, that was where you called home and you maybe have been put out of that home right now. Maybe you're going somewhere where potentially you're a first generation student and your family doesn't understand the pressure and the schedule of a college curriculum and now you're being tasked with helping out around the house or helping out with siblings. So that can be quite stressful. Maybe you had to go back to a home life that wasn't the most positive. 
So there are a lot of surrounding issues with the physical location that you've been put into. And just, you might be staying in your apartment and you might be alone. Maybe your roommates left. Maybe you can't get into contact with family. So you're feeling even more isolated in isolation. Potentially there are health issues at stake for yourself or a close friend or family member. And whether you are that direct caretaker for them, or you just know that they are immunocompromised or God forbid they've, they've gotten coronavirus, that and the fear of them getting that could also be weighing on your mind. Um, and then, you know, just the general um, structure of how courses have been delivered. So maybe your course schedules have changed. I know in one course that I've heard the, the test has the testing structure has completely changed where now students can only answer one question at a time to try to prevent cheating because exams can't be proctored the way they once were. Well, that doesn't work for a lot of students. I know it wouldn't work for me. If you told me I had to answer each question at a time and I couldn't go back to check my answers on questions, that would give me extreme test anxiety. I know I would not do well in, the, in those classes. So I'm very aware that y'all's situation is going to be different not only for each for this time but potentially for each course that you're in depending on how that course has changed so you know as we all know this is a really fluid situation things change day to day we have to become very flexible and adaptable and as high achievers you know you guys want to go to vet school you're a high achiever sometimes it can be very hard for us to be adaptable and flexible and to roll with the punches. That is not necessarily a skill set for a lot of high achieving folks. Now is the time to start putting that into practice and trying to become flexible and adaptable and move through each step with as much grace as possible so you can still get your dream of going to vet school and hopefully not have to put it on hold for too long. Otherwise, this time is going to potentially put us on pause, which is not a problem either. If this pandemic has caused you to say, you know what, I need to just put a pause on my life and I need to readjust and reassess and apply again next year, that would be okay too. So that, that's just a brief summation of some situations I've heard. I'm sure I didn't hit on everything. Okay, so now for a shining moment that I'd like to chat about, I have been advising pre-vet students to get creative during this time. So a lot of students had plans to do research this summer and spring semester. Uh, they had plans to work in veterinary offices. They had plans on getting their letters of rec to be even stronger. They were going to start getting leadership positions. All of these things that they had planned to do have now essentially been completely derailed. So we're advising students to get creative during this time. Creativity can look different for everybody. That's what's fun about being creative. Uh, so here are some examples of some ways some folks have been creative. One of my students went to an art academy and she loved art. She did art throughout high school. Most of her friends went on to go be artists in college, uh, but she chose to want to become a veterinarian. So she hasn't really been able to engage in her art. So she was thinking, how could she put this into um, a time to get creative during this pandemic? And what she's doing is she's asking anyone who's been affected by coronavirus to send photos of their pets and she is creating portraits of the pets and sending them back. But it's all for free. She joined a bunch of coronavirus chats on Facebook and she's just reaching out to everybody. But that is such a way to blend her love of art, 
her love of animals and her desire to help others just you know, have a little pick me up and to feel good during this time. Um, and that's something that I think she should put on her application that she can say, you know, I, I created this many portraits and I'll, I'll tell you guys, uh, I saw one of a German shepherd and it was gorgeous. She definitely has a talent for this. So it's an opportunity for her to use a talent when she hasn't been able to use it and to lift folks' spirits. Another student had already had a company created before coronavirus called Bricks Busting Boredom, which is all about donating Lego to kiddos in need. So maybe they're in a hospital or they've um, something, something has happened where they could use a pick-me-up of Lego. And you know, you might be saying, Alex, why do you keep saying Lego and you're not saying Legos? And that's because the plural of Lego is Lego. So that's a fun fact for you. What they decided to do with their company is they're gonna have isolation creation challenges. And I believe every week they're going to be encouraging kiddos to send in pictures of their creations and then the winner will get a free Lego set. So that's a way to use something that he already had established, but keep people active and involved with his company um, to, to just keep, keep the spirits up and to keep that community engagement going. Another opportunity uh, one of my students shared was that they created some tissue paper, construction paper, popsicle stick flowers. And they're really happy, bright colors. They're really cute. She's gonna send them off to assisted living facilities. And that's something simple that even a lot of us that aren't super artistic or they can, that you can do and send and make others feel good. And she's gonna include some kind of encouragement on those flowers. If you are instrumental, we have some students who did a violin recital. They recorded it and sent it off to an assisted living facility. You can send them off to hospitals. You can send them to elementary school teachers who are probably trying to keep their kids busy as they navigate Google Classroom. So if you can sing, dance, go ahead and take some time to think about it. And if you're thinking, you know, that's not my scene. I am not an artistic person. Uh, I am not traditionally creative you have something to offer. You have something you can do. Maybe you want to help tutor your friends during this virtual uh, course system that we're in. And, and maybe you're really good at organic chemistry and you can help tutor them. Perhaps you love to edit essays and you wanna help your friends who are applying to med school edit those essays. We can all be contributing to others during this time. So these are times to get creative. If this is too much on your mental plate and you don't have the bandwidth to think about cre getting creative and your one job is just to get through this time, I totally understand that. Now might be, not be the right time to be applying to vet school or you can still apply and just say that my mental health came first and this is what I had to do to get through this time. So now let's talk about pass-fail courses or satisfactory and unsatisfactory and online courses. I've gotten quite a few students asking me if we will accept online courses. And of course, we're gonna accept online courses right now. You know, we've always accepted online courses. We, we prefer courses to be in person, you know, especially with labs to get you that hands-on experience and to get you ready to do what you'll do in vet school because right now, our courses historically have been in person, now they're all online. But you know that in-person training is important to us, but we will 100% accept online courses right now. You're gonna have to contact each school individually to find out what they think. I would assume everyone will accept online courses. They might prefer you to take the courses in person when everything gets back to a natural course in-person schedule, so you'll have to ask each vet school that question. When it comes to pass-fail or satisfactory and unsatisfactory, there, I have some notes that I send to students via email. So I'm gonna go ahead and go over all of that with you right now. I will make a note that some schools have made this mandatory pass-fail. So Yale, Columbia, Dartmouth, Harvard, 
All four of those Ivy League schools have made a mandatory pass-fail or satisfactory unsatisfactory policy and those students don't have a choice. We're, we're going to accept the pass-fail courses just like we accept AP courses. Um, students who don't have a mandatory choice where they get to choose if they choose the satisfactory unsatisfactory, here are some things to think about. The admissions committee at UF, and again, all of the everything I'm telling you is specifically related to UF. And remember, we have 72 admissions committee members. Two of them read your packet. And I also want to let you know that at any time, admissions committee um, admissions committee guidelines could change. So we might have folks. We might have three people read your packet at one point. You know, we might have two. We might have one. So things can change. But for the current admissions climate. There's 72 admissions committee members and two of them read your packet. So they all might have different opinions. They might have different thoughts on pass fail, but here is the general, the general food for thought. So yes, we are going to accept pass fail courses. However, the admissions committee would prefer seeing grades for prereqs and upper level science courses. So we're strongly suggesting choosing the grade over the pass fail option. Remember that pass fail is not going to affect your GPA. So if you are going to do well in those courses, choosing the grade is actually more beneficial to you. So keep that in mind with your GPA calculation. Otherwise, it's not going to affect your GPA at all. Many students this semester have been advised to choose grades over pass fail. And remember, these are the students you are in the applicant pool with. And I don't like to say you're competing against them because we don't look at all of the applications at one time, but you will be in the applicant pool with all of these folks. So keep in mind, if other students are choosing grades, you might want to think about how the admissions committee will view that. If they say a bunch of students choosing grades and you're picking and choosing which ones you're going to do pass fail for, that might look a certain way to the admissions committee. So you want to be very diligent about keeping notes about why you chose each choice for your course schedule. If you're choosing to withdraw, if you're choosing pass-fail for some and not for all, just keep diligent notes so when it comes time to do your explanation statement and your academic essay, you can be clear about your choices and why you made each choice. We still want to see a academically rigorous schedule. So, you know, historically that means 15 credits. A full-time student is 12 credits, and I know that there's so much going on that 12 credits might be plenty for right now. So again, you need to check in with yourself, know what you can handle, know what you can live with, and make those decisions. So we did request the admissions committee to give us some feedback on what they think about coronavirus and how this can affect students. So here are some notes from them. Now, not everybody responded, but we do have you know, a good chunk of advice and things to think about. Number one, they want you to describe the impact of COVID-19 and how it has affected your personal and educational life. So that's basic. That's exactly what everyone needs to be doing. So again, keeping diligent notes, thinking about how you're going to write your essays, how you're going to craft them. So it's reasons and not excuses. So the admissions committee is going to be very diligent about looking at previous experience and the trajectory that you were headed on. And then they'll be taking that into consideration when they look at these particular semesters. It looks like potentially transcripts will have a notation saying like this was the COVID-19 semester. So they'll hopefully be hyper diligent about that, but it's still going to be your job to advocate for yourself in your different essays. But you will be able to write down in essays, I had planned on doing 
this amount of research hours. I had planned on doing this amount of volunteer experience. I plan on gaining this much experience over the next year while my application is being processed. So make sure you write all those things down. They definitely want you to explore experiences outside of animal and vet med. Uh, they want you to get involved in research and volunteering, which is their advice at all times, but you can still do that during this time. So potentially you might be able to do some virtual research. I know that my research in undergrad could have been done online. Um, I was watching videos and scoring the videos for certain behaviors for children with developmental disabilities. So I could have done that from home. So you might want to reach out to some folks and see if there's some research you could be doing from home right now. We already kind of talked about getting creative, but they're saying consider a new hobby, reach out to others for help. So now is the time when they're going to ask you in an interview, how did COVID-19 affect you and how did you help others? So make sure you'll be able to answer both of those questions. Some of their advice is pretty practical and they're saying consider taking the prereqs next year. You know, you could decide to not take organic chemistry over the summer and you might want to do it next year. That's definitely an option. Um, there's no rush to go to vet school. You know, non-traditional applicants are welcomed. If you want to take a, some time off to get those courses done or to get that veterinary experience, don't feel like you have to rush this. Our recommendation is to apply missing three of your prereq science courses so you can finish them over the year. So if you have to wait, that's fine. You know, we're happy to see your application next year. No worries. You know, for those of you who are applying this year, we might, you might be really upset about what COVID-19 has done to your schedule and your experiences, but the admissions committee looks at your entire packet. They look at all of your time in college. So don't worry about that piece. Just know that there's a lot of other opportunities for you to have shown previously. For the students who were planning on getting most of your experience spring and summer, you know, this might not be your most competitive cycle and the admissions committee is aware of that. So they're saying that you might want to take some time off uh, to get that experience or like we've already talked about, talking about what you would have gotten done at this time. They are definitely going to be looking at each student individually and how this affected them. I, I, I don't think they're going to be painting with a broad brush. So don't worry about that. Your individual situation will definitely be taken into consideration as long as you explain it in the application. They still want to see those strong letters of recommendation. So I would say setting up Zoom or Skype meetings with the folks who were going to write you letters of rec, still keeping in contact with them, asking them what you can do during this time to get a strong letter of recommendation will be very helpful. If you only had worked with someone for a few weeks and you were planning on getting to know them over the next spring, summer, and part of fall, you're probably not gonna be able to ask that person for a letter of recommendation. So you could ask someone from your past who you worked with very closely maybe to write you a letter, but you're going to have to address that in the explanation statement about why you don't have that recent letter from someone that you were working with. So that's just some of the advice and things that the admissions committee is already thinking about. I think the overall takeaway piece is you are gonna to have to be an advocate for yourself to write down how you spent this time, how this time affected you, and what your future plans are once things get back to a bit of a normal state. Now let's talk about if you're applying this cycle or if you're applying in the future. For folks who are applying this cycle, this is gonna be more impactful on you than probably other students because they have more time to gain that veterinary experience and research experience that you maybe got cut short or didn't have a chance to do. So for the students applying this cycle, 
really, really important that you get creative with this time and be a strong advocate for yourself. For the students applying in the future, write down everything and then make goals and opportunities in the future that you wanna get done uh, because this time is, is passing for you. That doesn't mean that you, can't, that you shouldn't be creative during this time. Everybody should be using this time to show their resiliency and creativity and community enrichment and involvement. But for the students who are applying this cycle, it's a little bit more um, salient. So for students who are applying this cycle, I do think the pass-fail is gonna be a little bit more prominent for them because those will be your most recent grades. That will really affect your last 45 GPA because this semester, if you choose a bunch of pass-fail, your last 45 is gonna get bumped back even further. Historically, your last 45 GPA, if you were taking 15 credits per semester with no summer courses, would have been junior spring, junior fall, and sophomore spring. But now, if you choose to take pass-fail for this semester, it's going to be junior fall and all of sophomore year. So that might affect some of you. So keep in mind how your GPA calculation might be a little bit different depending on when you're applying. I feel like this is definitely an opportunity for everyone to continue to apply. Things maybe look a little bit different, but that doesn't mean that it's a bad time to apply. It might be the perfect time for you to apply if you can get really creative and show everything that you've been doing up until this point. If you were using this year to really shine and all of your plans got thwarted, maybe now is not the time to apply. It's totally up to you. There's no risk at applying to the University of Florida. We don't look down upon repeat applicants. I think you just need to look at, do you have the mental bandwidth right now to apply? Do you have the money to apply? Um, you know, are you willing to put the time and effort into writing all these essays in the midst of this pandemic, however it looks for you? I definitely think if you plan on applying this cycle, you can, but it's okay if you'd like to wait another year. Now let's take an opportunity to do an activity, a SWOT analysis of COVID-19 while applying to vet school. So your SWOT analysis are strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats for you personally during COVID-19 while applying to vet school. So let's start with strengths. A strength right now might be the fact that you had strong grades up until this point and you had a bunch of veterinary experience under your belt, so you don't have to worry about that. A strength might be that you are super creative and an excellent cellist and you'll be able to record 10 videos of you performing different cello recitals to send to assisted living facilities and you can put that on your application. A strength might be that you've always been a strong essay writer, so that's not going to get affected during this time. Weaknesses, maybe you did not have an opportunity or didn't get your veterinary experience done uh, to the, the amount of hours or the variety or the quality that you wanted. Maybe a weakness is that you had a research opportunity lined up and then it got canceled because of COVID-19. A weakness might be your letters of recommendation where they just weren't strong and your goal was to get really, really close to your recommenders this cycle, but now you can't because you can't be in contact with them in person. Some opportunities might be that you have not started your creative journey during COVID-19, but now you're, you've been thinking about things you can do and you're gonna get that moving. So opportunities are gonna be things you haven't done yet, but can do. So maybe an opportunity might be that you've never been able to get a veterinary technician or assistant position, but now that folks had to move from different places, there might be a job opportunity that has started up in your neighborhood and you can start working. Now I'm wary of this because I don't want 
you guys to put yourselves at risk for getting sick or getting anyone else sick. So if you can stay at home, I think that's wise. But once things start settling down, if you have the opportunity to snag a job that you normally wouldn't have gotten because you know folks were in those positions, this might be a time and opportunity to get a job in a few months when things calm down a little bit. Threats are gonna be things that haven't happened yet, but could happen. So your threats might be, you really thought you could get that strong letter of recommendation and now you're not so sure if it's gonna be as strong because of COVID-19. Or a threat might be, you don't even know if you're gonna apply this cycle because things have gotten so wacky. A threat a student mentioned to me that I didn't even think about was that somebody could get sick. You know, it hasn't happened yet, but they could get sick or someone in their family could get sick and that's a threat for all of us. And I thought that was an interesting perspective. So do a, when, you know, pause the podcast or take a second and do a SWOT analysis for, your personal situation during COVID-19 and how you can be approaching your application based on these things. So here are a few resources that were sent to me that I'd like to share with you. We have idealist.org or volunteermatch.org. Uh, those are some uh, ways to get locally involved and volunteer. Now, keep in mind that people are probably banging down these folks' doors to get some opportunities in. So you might get slow responses, you might not get any response, so we need to be flexible with that. Um, there's an article called Nine Ways to Help Others During the Coronavirus Pandemic from Idealist. So you can go ahead and Google that, look that one up. Just that, those are some local options, so start thinking locally. If you can sew, making masks would be so helpful. Some virtual options is Operation Warm. Those, that has a list of 25 ways to volunteer virtually. Paperairplanes.org invites volunteers to provide online tutoring to bridge gaps in language, higher education, and professional skills. DoSomething.org has nine places to volunteer online and make a real impact. So those are some options for you to start volunteering and using this time wisely. So here is some general advice. This is an opportunity to show your adaptability and flexibility during change and uncertainty. And I do wanna say I recognize that this is a privileged perspective. Not everybody will be able to get creative and buckle down and think of all of these ways to get their application going. Some folks, because of financial insecurity, food scarcity, negative home lives, do not have this privilege and opportunity to use this time productively. For you students, I am 100% okay with it if you need to push pause on your journey to vet school right now. Get through this time to the best of your ability, stay safe, stay healthy, and then when things calm down, reassess, refocus, and start going towards that goal again. And we'll be here to help you do that. The admissions committee is definitely going to be taking all of this into consideration. We are going to make sure that they know about all of the different ways folks could have been affected but it will be your job to advocate for it because they're not gonna assume that each student had poor internet access or students got relocated to a condo with their family where they had no private time to study. You're gonna have to explain those things. I hope this podcast helped you feel a little bit more in control of your situation, gave you some hope for opportunities, gave you some suggestions for things that you can do differently, gave you permission to push pause on your journey to vet school right now if you need it. You know, if you have parents telling you that you still need to be applying, you still need to be pushing, I would I would suggest that you have a courageous conversation with them and talk to them about how there is no rush to go to vet school. 
There is no pressure to get 100 things done during this worldwide pandemic. It is your first job to take care of yourself and then to take care of others by staying safe and staying home. Your next job is to be an advocate for yourself, to write down how this pandemic has affected you, and then to look at ways to help you in the future to get you into your vet school. This has been a special edition of the Pre-Vet Podcast. I hope all of you are staying safe. Please contact our office if you need anything. We're here to help you. I'm Alex Avellino, and we'll talk to you soon.